Hi there, Caitlin here. Our mission at EB Academics is simple. Help middle school ELA teachers take back their time outside of the classroom by providing them with engaging lessons, planning frameworks, and genuine support so that you can become the best version of yourself, both inside and outside of the classroom. So if you think you might be ready to try something new because you know you simply cannot continue the way that you have been, that I'd invite you to take a moment to check out the EB Teachers Club, the EB Writing Program, or the EB Grammar Program by visiting the links in the description of the podcast. We hope to continue to support you within one of our programs in the future. And in the meantime, we look forward to serving you right here on the podcast each week. All right, everybody, welcome back to a new month on the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. Hard, I like really, it's hard to believe that it's September. Can you believe that? No, I'm, I think I'm still in like June mode. Yes, it's very strange. Yeah, it's all I know, I know. Will started kindergarten recently. I know your kids went back to school. It's like just an interesting, this time of the year, you know, I always love the excitement around it. And then also it's fall. And I know you love fall. But I feel like when we go into fall, I almost go into like this hibernation because I don't like fall and winter at all. At so all. it totally shifts my energy. I know. I get it. <laughs> we'll get through it. Um, yes, we will. So today we're going to talk about a no prep gra- blah 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 a no prep grammar activity that your students are going to love. Um, so if you're really tired of your students' papers being filled with grammar errors, this podcast episode is definitely going to help you. We have a great free activity for you as well. Um, so you might find yourself as a middle school ELA teacher reading sentences like the following. She writes in her journal until her dog interrupted her. Or a sentence like, I took my brothers, Max and Ray, to the park and he played on the swing. Or my dog barks loudly, jumps off the couch, and then it was chasing its tail. So you can kind of get where I'm going with the type of grammar that we're talking about. Your students' papers are filled with these mistakes that are illogical verb shifts and pronoun errors, and they don't even realize that they're doing it. This is one of the most frustrating things for me, I think, as a teacher, because it's very difficult to teach this, or in my brain, I was thinking it was very difficult to teach this, so I always had a hard time with it. Um, But with today's podcast episode and the free resource that we're going to share with you, teaching students how to avoid these common grammar errors can actually be a fun activity. You're going to love this one that Jessica's going to dive into and explain to you guys. Um, And it's really going to help them improve their writing at the same exact time. And when you can utilize a no prep activity to make grammar fun, all of a sudden you're really easily able to capture students' attention and you can create an experience for them where they're actively involved in their learning. And that makes it much more likely that they're going to remember the concepts being taught. So think about it. If students are sitting there in a desk, they're taking notes, they hate what they're learning, they're bored to no end, you know, they're not probably going to have the concept land with them and remember it and internalize that. But in the lesson that we're going to share today, students are going to learn about illogical verb shifts, about pronoun errors and sentence variety as they participate in essentially a no prep grammar golden hunt activity. So we're going to talk about that in just a second. We'll be walking you through this basically grammatical quest, and we're going to give you the link right now so that you can grab it for free. If you go to ebacademics.com forward slash grammar hunt, you'll be able to grab the same exact resource that we're going to walk you through for free. And then listening to this episode is going to help you, you know, start to implement it with your students. So we are all about grammar right now at EB for the last, you know, 10 months, we've been creating our EB grammar program. And it's 
it's based on the three pillars of our EB Grammar framework. And if you're not familiar with what those are, that includes direct instruction, fun hands-on games, and then application to writing. So application to writing is honestly my favorite part, the way that we've structured it, because it takes what we're teaching in grammar and really making sure that it carries over into writing so that what we're doing is you know relevant to our students and is impactful to their writing. So if you want to learn more about that program and add your name to the wait list, you can go to ebteacher.com forward slash grammar dash program. All right, Jessica, I'm going to hand it over to you to kind of dive into the activity. Yeah. So like Caitlin said, you know, for the last 10 months, we have been knee deep in all things grammar. And in the midst of creating the grammar program, we also created this golden grammar hunt for you. And it is seriously so much fun. So like we said, students are going to learn all about illogical verge shifts, pronoun errors, and sentence variety. And then they'll take that knowledge and they'll get in small groups and they're going to race to find gold that a, you know, a fictitious old map maker hid over 200 years ago. So it brings in that really fun, competitive element for them. So the grammar hunt that we're giving you is broken into three parts, just like the EB grammar program. So part one is all about direct instruction. And when you really think about it, this pillar is critical in your grammar lessons because you're able to scaffold the learning experience for your students by breaking down, honestly, like really complex grammar topics into smaller, more manageable parts. And that's exactly what happens in part one of the golden grammar hunt. So in that first part, you're going to review verb tenses with your students. You're going to go over pronoun errors and you're going to go over sentence variety, but you're doing it in really short size, like bite-sized examples. So you give a little example, students maybe take a quick note on it. You talk about it for a second and that's it. It's really quick because let's face it, too much direct instruction, students are going to start tuning out. So you really want to get into like the fun part and that's the gold hunt, right? So what we've done is we've made this gold hunt themed booklet for you. So that's where the direct instruction takes place. That's where students take their notes and then they move on to the fun activities. So that's part two. So this is the really engaging part. And I absolutely love this. I actually want to share an excerpt from you. So I want you to picture you've done your direct instruction. You've explained all about the verb tenses and the sentence variety, all that stuff. And now you've gotten your students into groups and you can really play this up and you tell them, all right, you guys, I want you to imagine that you're at home, you live in this beautiful old home, kind of in the middle of nowhere. And your family is actually going to be moving away. So you're helping pack some boxes. And then you give them this note and you can you know, display it on the board. You can just read it to them, however you want to do it. But this is what it says. As your family prepares to move and you're helping pack up the last of the boxes in the basement, you come across some old family photo albums, maps, and journals. You see a picture of your great, 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 like a whole lot of greats, Uncle Wes Carls. You've always heard the family stories of his life as a cartographer in California in the 1800s. Legend has it that he struck it rich and left behind quite a bit of his fortune buried on the property of your family's current home. Well, seeing this picture, you realize time is running out before new owners are going to move into this house and your hopes of ever finding gold will be over. So determined to try your hand at claiming the gold Uncle West has left behind, you immediately abandon packing. And here's where you can get your students like really amped up and that create that sense of urgency. 
So you tell them you've only got 60 minutes to find the location of the gold stash before the new owners come to sign the paperwork, making the property and the gold theirs. Fortunately, you know which two items to focus on first, an important entry in Uncle Wes's journal and a map, literally a map that was folded and placed in that section of the journal. So you tell your students, you're going to look through the clues, you're going to follow the map and you'll solve the puzzles to collect your windfall. So I love fun, that, right? So fun. And I, I wish we could show, I mean, we could, I guess if we wanted to on YouTube, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, but like show what it looks like. So when you go print this out, it's just visually so engaging for students students too. Um, so then students will read through two of uncle Wes's journal entries and they'll notice that uncle Wes like really didn't know a whole heck of a lot about verb shifts and pronoun errors like they do now after getting those bite-sized lessons from part one. So as they read through the journal entries, students will use their grammar knowledge to detect any of those illogical verb shifts or those pronoun errors. And when they find an error, they're going to match it with coordinates of a provided map to start to locate the hidden gold. So that's where it's like, okay, we're taking what we learned about grammar and direct instruction. We're actually applying it to the task at hand in a super, super fun, engaging way. And then the second task of part two is students will look at the locations that they discovered from the coordinates on their map in part one. And these locations include images of like trees, an abandoned barn, et cetera, things like that. And then students will practice describing these locations, focusing on sentence variety. So their grammar booklet from that direct instruction part of part one is really going to help students with this task as they also practice avoiding illogical verb shifts and pronoun errors that they learned about. And because this part of the lesson is really, really engaging, there's an element of competition among the groups, right? We always want to get that little competitive nature in there sometimes to motivate them a little bit more um, because they really want, we want them to be the first to complete these tasks and that naturally increases students' motivation, right? And it's not that typical boring grammar drill where we teach a lesson and concept on the board, and then they do an activity, you know, in their seats on a piece of paper. Instead, students are really encouraged to actively participate in the learning process. And because they're so involved, they're so much more likely to grasp the grammar principles that are being covered. And I think that's the missing piece sometimes is that engagement part of it. We think that we're doing something that maybe is engaging because it's a little bit of an activity, but it's not the in-depth type of activity that they need to be like up and moving around and doing this and like have that sense of urgency and care that they're putting into an activity like this. Well said. And so after they finish those engaging tasks, then we move into the third pillar of the EB grammar framework, and that's application to writing. And I think it's important to note, like, we can't just have direct instruction. We can't just have engaging games. That's not where students are going to internalize these concepts. We need to have all three of these pillars put together. That's where you're going to notice, like, the results, right? Students are actually going to start knowing these grammar concepts, using them correctly in their writing. So enter application to writing. So students will read through more journal entries of Uncle Wes's that contain grammar errors, and they're not going to only have to find those errors, but now they need to fix them as well. And then they also have to create their own sentences using the information from the journal entries, and they have to focus on making their sentences flow better, sound more engaging, and then, of course, using proper standard grammar. So even though students are searching for and fixing grammar errors and then applying their new skills to writing, it still really has this element of fun since they're still racing against the clock to be the first team to complete all the tasks, to determine the location of the gold. And at the same time, it's practical, right? This really is practice for them. It's just fun. 
So students are already feeling empowered. I mean, they're probably not going to use that word, right? But they're into the lesson. They're trying to construct better sentences, which is going to lead to stronger paragraphs and eventually better essays for you. So this grammar hunt activity that we're giving you, it really only focuses on crafting better sentences, using correct verb shifts, and those other like pronoun errors you might find in their writing. Because it's only those three things, it makes it really approachable for students. These are like many, many aspects of grammar, but they show up big time in students' essays, you know, when they're doing it incorrectly. But that's what I love about this activity. It benefits fifth through eighth graders, but it's manageable. They're not like, oh my gosh, this is way too much information for me. Yeah, absolutely. And as teachers, you know, I feel like grammar has this really negative reputation among students as being boring and hard. I don't know about you, but like I enjoyed teaching grammar. I really loved it because it was kind of like math. That's yes. like, this is just, this is what it is, <laughs> you know, but it's hard to translate that to students. And so when we can flip it around like this by using an engaging activity, then we can alleviate some of that anxiety and inherent dislike that students have about learning grammar. And we can create a positive association with grammar for our students. And what I love about this activity, yes, we're airing this in September. It's a great activity to use now, you know, back to school time when students are really, we're trying to set the tone for grammar in our classrooms, but really you can use it any time of the year. Um, It's much better than like fill in the blank worksheets or one of your grammar books that you probably have sitting in your closet like I did. Um, Students are really actually engaged and having fun completing the activity. Um, So what I want to do is just give you the link again. You can grab it again completely for free if you go to ebacademics.com forward slash grammar hunt. All right. That's it for today's episode. And next week we are talking about the argument for using graphic novels, which is very exciting. So make sure that you tune in next week and also know that you can catch us over on our YouTube channel. We take a lot of these concepts and we break them down into like bite-sized YouTube videos that are a couple minutes that you can utilize to help, you know, implement these strategies in your classroom as well. All right. Have a great week, everybody. And we'll see you next week on the podcast. Bye everyone.